Hi, my name is Emily Hilton, and I'm a Global Investment Specialist at Fisher Francis Trees & Watts, the Global Fixed Income Partner of BNP Paribas Investment Partners. Thank you for joining us today for a brief discussion on currencies. Our speakers today, or together with me, are Adnan Akant, who's head of FFTW's currency team, and Mamshil Pajarliev, a Senior Portfolio Manager of Currencies at FFTW. I have a couple questions that I wanted to ask Adnan and Mamshil to give us some perspective on what's gone on in the currency markets today, as well as outlook, and maybe some ways that investors can think about incorporating currencies within their portfolios. So starting with Adnan, the Fed just had its July FOMC meeting, and really, frankly, left maximum flexibility within its statement uh, earlier this week. The risks to the near-term economy were stated as nearly balanced, and economic activity has been expanding moderately. Obviously, we know that central banks have a large impact on the currency market, so maybe you can provide us with where the dollar is now, what the impact on uh, from the Fed statement has been, as well as the near-term outlook for the dollar and maybe longer term as we look to lift off later this year. Um, thank you, Emily. Um, yes, the dollar, uh, as we have witnessed over the last year, has had quite a move against most currencies. It's already moved uh, close to 18 to 20%, somewhere in that range over the last 12 months, from a rather undervalued position to something closer to fair value. Um, what the Fed, uh, before talking about the Fed for a minute, um, let's think about the economy, because we also just got the GDP numbers with revisions all the way back to 2011, uh, the U.S. economy has rebounded from the Lehman crisis, but it's been a, a disappointing and sluggish environment. Uh, we've grown at about 2% uh, annually since 2011, um, and there's no acceleration of that uh, economic pace at the moment. Similarly, wages and inflation and so on have also been subdued. Um, so we have a recovery. It's disappointing, but the good news is that we feel, and I think the Fed feels, that we're uh, on a better track now and that we're accelerating somewhat and that possibly towards the end of the year things will look even stronger. Um, from the Fed's perspective, the Fed is would like to go from an ultra-expansionary environment to a, a very expansionary one by starting to normalize interest rates from zero to something above zero. And they've been uh, very anxious to sort of get going on this. And part of the reason is that we are approaching uh, an un unemployment level that is in the past, that in the past would have been considered full employment. And as that happens, inflation typically starts to pick up. We haven't seen that, but the Fed and others, also economists, generally feel quite confident that this will happen uh, over the next six months. So for those reasons, the Fed doesn't really need to see inflation pick up at the moment. Uh, as long as the economy continues to grow 2% or better, uh, we, we feel that the Fed will likely raise rates, and the most likely time is September. Um, and, and we think that that will give another impetus to the dollar. Uh, of course, the dollar has already moved quite a bit, but the dollar can move further. 
we would expect that uh, there would be further appreciation, especially against European currencies, where inflation remains subdued and will probably, um, you know, be more subdued as a result of the most recent decline in oil prices in the last few weeks. So for those reasons, we're still bullish on the dollar, and we like it, uh, especially against European currencies and commodity currencies to some extent, because China, there's a separate story uh, which has been unfolding, and that's a slowdown in China. Um, it's uh, quite unrelated to uh, what's going on in the U.S. Uh, it's just a structural shift, and that will continue for quite a while, and that, that is putting pressure on emerging currencies as well as commodity currencies. And that trend is likely to perhaps abate somewhat, but continue. So for all those reasons, um, the dollar has been relatively flat for a period of time after a big move last year, um, but I think there is another leg coming uh, in the fall. So capitalizing on that last point, so the dollar did have, as we know, a big move in 2014. And early 15. And early 15, exactly. Um, and then has had leveled off a little bit relative to some of the majors, Euro and Yen, uh, specifically in the second quarter. So maybe I'll address the next question to Momchil. From an investor's perspective, have we already missed the mark in moving to a U.S. dollar hedged benchmark or U.S. dollar hedged portfolio? Well, Emily, the timing decisions and also timeless decisions. Um, I think uh, investors have to make a timeless decision, which is basically to think how to address the foreign currency exposure in their portfolio. Um, and when I'm saying timeless, it means that it doesn't matter what the move has been. Essentially, they have to come up with a solution to deal with the foreign currency in their portfolio. And from my point of view, a solution is to have a currency expertise. I mean, this expertise could be developed internally, or it could be uh, delegated externally, but you need an expertise in order to know what to do about the currency. Uh, because timing is difficult. I mean, you know, to answer your specific question, I think that now, you know, you don't want to just put in place a passive program because this means you're locking in the losses you already have in the portfolio. Um, you would rather, as I said, I think the investors would be rather um, better place to come up with a timeless solution. So more dynamic, flexible hedging decision, especially in this point in time, the market makes more sense. Yeah, just having expertise, uh, you know. In, in fact, it drives one towards active decision making exactly. um, because you never know when the right time for, you know, doing your hedging is. Uh, it's better to sort of have a strategy of some hedging but also have a significant active component that can adapt to markets as they develop. Makes sense. Thank you all so much for joining us today for this brief podcast on currencies. Thank you, Adnan. Thank you, Montil. Please stay tuned for our next currencies podcast in the coming months. Thank you.